Welcome to the Crab Feast Podcast, the first official Crab Feast Podcast. I'm Matt Fulcheron. With me, as always, is, well, most of the time, is Ryan Sickler. You know him from Comedy Central. You know him from the Craig Ferguson Show. You know him from your wildest dreams. How are you, Ryan? I'm good, man. That was a hell of an introduction. Yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate yeah, yeah. the pause. And there. we got Eric on the ones and twos watching Absolutely. over us. Uh, this is actually... It's our first episode, but it's also like finally our sixth episode. It really is. I think we have three, four lost episodes that uh, have made it nowhere beyond my laptop. The first one we try to do it ourselves for about three or four episodes, and the first one we did, like what happened? We recorded half of it, and then then a pop up came up on my computer, killed it, and then Randy uh, started (laughs) taping over. He taped over the first part again, and then we did like three or four. And then we said, we can't do this. This is never going to see the light of day. Ever. That'll come out on the um, album if this is pr- you know successful for the next 20 years. It'll be a B-side or something. Yeah, B-side. But then, um, but then last week I came in and did the show with Ian Bag and Justine Marino because everybody else had real jobs to do. <laughs> and, uh, and now this is it. And even Randy couldn't even come in on this one because he's sick because he's been in New York. And we're going to go to Randy right now. Uh, Randy. Yeah. Yo, what's up, dude? What's How up, are Randy? You? What's dude, up, we're on the we're on the fucking air right now. And we can curse too. Did you hear me? I oh, said nice. fuck. What, and uh and tell everybody what your excuse is for not coming in today. I'm sick and I have a baby. But, <laughs> you had your baby? And I, was, and I was in New York for eight days scouting strip clubs for a music video. So that, that kinda goes hand in hand with having a baby. Burning it at both ends, yeah. Congratulations so, uh, on your baby. Thanks, dude. How old's your baby? <laughs> Five weeks. Look at this. Fucking crab feast is one week old and we got a baby already. Yeah, man. Well, you know, the baby, I think the crab feast is older than the baby because I think we started it before the baby was born and this is really the first episode. It's true. It's really like it was a pregnancy and now we finally delivered crab feast. That's right. So let's go back. Uh, let's go back over the history. Oh, um, we, oh, you heard it. You were listening. Yeah, they got their all tech up on me, fucking Todd Hop, yo. All right, all right. And if you need to call in, triple eight five two zero four three seven four. But go ahead, Randy. Um. So, so um. Let's talk about. So we did it in full charges apartment yeah i'm the full charge for those that don't know matt Fultron's my alter ego. name is the full charge aka full tron because i have so much energy Can't and then and, and then after that you guys realized that you knew frank and that he does this podcast shit for a living right well yeah but I mean, that's confusing we really, we really realized that we had no idea how to pr- cut these edit we them met. and get them up on itunes we and met it was, born, to, it, was right, it was born out of laziness we would yes. we would and just ignorance we would just get together and then bullshit and not even record it half the time and then like kind of look at our computers and be like what what the how are we going to do this and then we'll have to meet again next week and then it just never worked out so here we are is there any more to the uh the, the story? excitement continues this is what we're well, what? No, well, the, the, the first podcast. How yeah. did that work? So there was like a time <laughs> mixed up, right? 
Well, let's tell everybody, right, first of happened. all, like why we call this uh, the Crab Feast <laughs> and what the three of us have in common and explain to people right. who've never heard this what the whole entire uh, creation of this is for. So you want to take that, Randy? Well, that's almost, that. you know, that's almost you in the charge. Well, um, well yeah. It was, was your name that, you, that was born out of you, and we all come from... Mid-Atlantic, Maryland. Yeah, we all have Virginia. Maryland ties. And we're, we're, we're making Virginia part of that. And Virginia, but you went because to UMBC. It's... You went to UMBC and you're a Redskin yeah, fan. To... That's Maryland. Can't get any more. Yeah. Well, you can get a little more Maryland than that. but They're kind of the yin and the yang of the, of the lesser-known East Coast states, don't yeah, you think? sure. Virginia. Divided over the, uh, the Amer- what is it, Confederate and... Uh, yeah, we're North and South. North yeah, and yeah, South. yeah. So we're at each other's throats for that. But together, we come together for the podcast. I mean, Maryland is technically below the Mason-Dixon line. A lot of people don't know that Maryland was one of the few states that fought both North and South in the Civil War. I got I got so news you know. for you. I went down. I was in Ridge, which is in where I grew up, and I found a Confederate. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Southern Maryland, Lexington Park, St. Mary's County, and there's this place called Ridge. I went down there, and there's a a whole statue, a Confederate soldier, fucking um, statue. Monument to the Confederate soldier, and they ain't taking that shit nope, down. No, it's not going anywhere. It's part of the reason we moved. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, and Randy, where were, where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Well, I grew up in Fairfax, Virginia, and then I went to school with Matt in Maryland at UMBC. And what and was Matt, what was your high school mascot? Uh, Rebel Fairfax Rebels. We were uh, <laughs> the Rebels, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Confederate flag. What's racist what about are? that? No, no, yeah, no, we're like full Confederate flag. Like we had race wars at our school because of it. Were your school uniforms just Confederate flag T-shirts, sleeveless? Yeah, so it was a it was, no, it was like a Confederate soldier like holding a flag, like full like fucking racist. That's cool. cute. I like cute. that. Yeah, no, but cute, but cartoons, so he's lovable. <laughs> well, that's yeah, cartoons definitely make racism lovable. And and Ryan, you tell everybody where you're from in Maryland. I was born in Baltimore and lived there for a little while and then moved out to Carroll County and went to school out in the in the county. That's, right. That's it. I went to college at Towson, since you all threw in your UMBC. That's right. I graduated from Towson, ultimately. I mean, it was a roundabout way. Started at Catonsville via Cal well, State is- Northridge via right. Towson State. You got <laughs> a matador over here. I went, I went there for a semester during the earthquake, as a matter of fact. And for the uh, for the listeners, what is a good comparison between the uh, exciting, insane rivalry between Towson and UMBC? Oh man, I would have to put it up there with an Ali Frazier, I think. Really, <laughs> it's uh, it's non-existent. Yeah, uh, only UMBC knows about it. It's like tuberculosis. <laughs> Towson Towson doesn't know there's a rivalry because they like they don't think it's They're actually doing well this year. Believe it or not, down there at Johnny United Stadium. Well, you actually follow Towson football? No, I, I peek at him. I peek at him at the. Uh, you do? You I mean, I know Dave Meggett football? went to Towson. I know Sean Landetta went to Towson. My buddy Mark Orlando, who played in the CFL and tried out okay. for the 49ers, went to Towson. His shirt's retired in Bill Bateman. Yeah. Got some Towson pride, pride there. Tigers, man. Sounds made up. I urge our listeners to fact check that. Call us if you if you find any disputes. Fact check it. Dave Meggett, Sean Landetta, Mark Orlando. Mark Orlando played for the CFL Stallions, which was a Maryland CFL team. Only team ever American team to win the Grey Cup. Well, I can't deny that. Baltimore. All right. Can look so, it up. 
<laughs> so what were we talking about? The, the first podcast? What were we talking about? So right that's now? how it all started. That's, that's the reason we know each other. And that's kind of the reason why we came together. And we even podcast. we even kind of lived. You we were even neighbors with you when we went to UMBC. Oh man, you lived two miles. Didn't from even us, know you and lived. Yeah, not know even you. two miles. That's right. And so me and Randy moved to LA and like uh, I moved in '97. He moved in '99. And uh, I was '97. And I I got my first podcast this quickly. This how fast like in 2011 like overnight. <laughs> And I, and I know uh, me and Ryan did stand-up together for a shitty management company, who Ian Bag just fired, by the way. Did he? Yeah. That's so interesting. So congratulations to him. All right. And um, and they're no longer around anymore. They've morphed into something else. But, uh, yeah, that's how we met, coincidentally, in 99. They were trying to give, get us development deals with uh, networks off of seven minutes of comedy. Seven. You do seven minutes, you can get, a, like, 13-season sitcom. Which is about four more minutes of comedy than I did at the John Lovitz Club. On Saturday. <laughs> you chime in on that, Eric? <laughs> nothing to say. There was nothing to say. There was nothing really even said. No, no, I, did, I barely said anything. I went up and it was like... Uh, so on Saturday night, there was a uh, a concert at John Lovitz for... The uh, the Heidi and Frank birthday bash. The there song bash. Stay or yeah. go, if I'm correct. Is that right? That's correct. So and, the bands uh, that were invited to stay were there to perform... The best of the bands we've had all year long. And right. then in between the bands, they asked comedians to come up on the same that's stage. A, that's where I have to be for right here. 100%. Uh, anytime that's, I've ever done a music show, it's, it's been nothing but I've, great, right? I've been crucified. <laughs> so I guess I've been deified in well, a way. Interesting enough, let's talk about this because Matt actually had an experience before. We I opened, to talk about that. Yeah, I opened for Brandon Flowers, who's the lead singer of the Killers that's at right. the Troubadour. And he was all excited about having me. And he thought his audience was that fucking cool that they would like me. <laughs> <laughs> and I went up, and they were booing my intro. They're like, you know him from Tosh.0. Oh. Like, why comedy's the fuck are you here? <laughs> and I television. And I hired, yeah, they hate TV, man. They're that cool. And I hired a guy to play bass for me to give it some element of music. And he did the intro. And he saw me walking on stage, because I want to grab the mic by the time he says my name. And he sees me walk on stage, and he's such a rookie. He just looks at me and goes... His mouth just drops open like, oh. and I'm like, it's me, everybody. Like, don't worry, I it's got fu- this. It's fucking me. <laughs> and then I had it. to explain the whole concept to them while people just like took pictures of me and texted each other. And it got really ugly to the point where we're like screaming and yelling at each other. It was really, if you, it's one of the rare times you have to like take on a room full of people. That usually doesn't happen in that most people's lives. That are there not for comedy. But stand-up comics are not hated for that much. And my comedy is so mediocre that I got to experience that. And, so how uh, did you, and how Brandon did you hasn't with them? Brandon hasn't called me since. I opened for uh, opened for Tosh Daniel Tosh in Las Vegas, and Brandon's from Las Vegas. And dude, I fucking crushed in Vegas, just destroyed yeah. for like twenty five. They were there for a comedy and show. Great at the Troubadour. And so and so Brandon's like, like you know how it is, Randy. You've seen enough comedy shows. Like whatever you saw is the reality. So he saw me crush for 25 minutes. There's no way I could ever stumble for even 30 seconds in his mind. And uh, right. and I just went up there. And, and you were like, I'm going to do this shit for 15 his, minutes. His wife was there like holding their baby. And like a bunch of industry people were just staring me down from like the upper section. And uh, <laughs> it was traumatic. Sounds, it sounds It was awesome. traumatic. And then I was like driving home and Ryan was texting me like, 
my friend said you were at the Troubadour. <laughs> yes, he was. My He's friend's like, like, your friend Matt's opening up for friend. And <laughs> Ryan's like, Ryan's like, or, or, yeah, Ryan's like, dude, fuck. I'm like, it sucked. He's like, fuck that. You're a rock star, dude. I'm like, no, I think that might be the end of the career. You're like, you're, you only feel as good as your last show. Uh, so how do you feel right now? Well, the happy ending was like a week later. Comedy Central called me and gave me that half hour special. There it is. And then I went on tour with there Daniel like a month later. But I even called Daniel and I'm like, hey. Because Brandon wanted me to go on tour with him, same time as the Tosh tour. And I even called uh-huh. Daniel, and I'm like, dude, do you care if I go on tour with Brandon Flowers like two weeks after your tour ends, just to like have no like conflict of interest or whatever? He's like, I don't care. And I'm like, cool. I'm going to be on tour for another two weeks. And then the second I hung that mic up, talk about trying to get out of that. Like, there's nothing worse than when like you're famous or being infamous in a room when you did a bad show and you just want to get the fuck out. You don't want to hang out with everybody. Every, it's one thing if people didn't notice you, but if people like hated you and wanted to kill you, you had to get yeah. I had to get out of there. And Brandon's agent was like, Hey, that was a great show. What happened? <laughs> and I'm like, Thank you to Brandon. And it's like a crime. You gotta get the fuck out of get there. Get the fuck out. I would have right. never done it. And nah, so, that's not true. I would have done that. I would <laughs> But after after but then he signed up for um the show on Saturday and when I saw him well, break, breaking the gear down and hitting him in the back with keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> yelling in the mic, I was like, "Nah." Well, man, when Frank, not, they didn't even they didn't hear you at all because I didn't put in the effort this time. It didn't matter. You were on electricity, and no one in that place heard you. Frank got up and said, "Anybody even hear that last comic? Was anybody paying like, attention?" They're no. like, "What?" <laughs> all right, here's what else they did. Well, first of all, Frank Kelly. There's two Franks. There's Frank there Kelly and Frank Kramer. Frank Kramer. Wow, Frank Kelly and Am. Um. Mm-hmm. So so Frank's Frank Kelly's like, hey. Come do this show at the John Lovis Club. There's gonna be 600 people there. I'm like, yeah, because I've only ever been there when there's been. I've been there like 15 times, and there's only been like 25 people there every time. And then it's like the exact opposite. It's like way too quiet. And then and then uh, we get there, and like even Frank knows it's a bad idea at this point. You can see it in his face. He knew. And all the comics are about to like fucking vomit because they know. No one, no one called Uncle. I should have called Uncle and been like, I'm just not gonna do it. But and but you know who did call Uncle was fucking John Lovitz. He did. He goes, hey yeah. John. He goes, hey John. You gonna go up there first? And John's like, I'm just gonna say my name and then bring somebody up. Yeah, I called Uncle. <laughs> That's the ticket. I called Uncle. And, I uh, watched you all call uh, die. So so fucking John Lovitz goes up there. He's like, hey, everybody's like going ape shit. And he's like. I'm not that funny, but this guy's even funnier than me, Matt Fosseron. And I, I mean, was, I was down there, and I, I honestly couldn't even hear you get into like I couldn't hear the it. only the only love I got. I go, give it going for John Lovitz, and everybody's like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> and you know my sense of humor. You know I was shit on the venue and shit on the gig, so that's what I started doing. And people just started shouting, fuck you. Because they took it personally. There was a dude that had a mustache that said he would bang There was a dude with a mustache in the front row who was a dream come true. If we could, like, genetically recreate that guy to come see me everywhere I am, I'd be happy. But I did two jokes, and then I'm like, I was having, like, nom flashbacks to Brandon Flowers. And I'm like, nah. And, like, I I don't think I was a, that was my least dickish moment. I just went, all right, thanks for having me, you guys. And like got off, and then Frank Kramer was like running up the stairs for damage control, and uh, and he's just like, "Could anybody hear that?" And then like that was just the end of it. And then Justine went up; she probably did great, right? Justine did good, and then Manny Maldonado went after that; and he crushed it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, that makes me feel worse. There yeah. you go. But, but that's crushed, that's crushed my is relative. 
That's be. my. Uh, uh, he did like 25 minutes. I mean, he yeah. really, he really, it was, <laughs> it was so good. It was ridiculous. I think he sold a uh, a CD off of it, recorded well, it live. That's all. That was and and it was broadcast. So I that just, was really good. I just, uh, I, I guess, I just didn't have the uh, the eye of the tiger that night. You know, it happens. What can I do? What can you do? You get the fuck off stage. That's what you do. You did the right thing. Give us a call at triple eight five two zero four three seven four if you want to talk to us. Don't call if you're at the gig. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> no more of that shit. We, it's, yeah. So so where the fuck are we at? Randy. Yeah. Where are we at, Randy? What's up in New York City? Um, there's a lot of people that. Um, I went looking for the, sec- the secrets out. <laughs> what? The secrets out on Manhattan. Yeah, the secrets out. Uh, I went looking for strip clubs and strippers for a music video. How'd that go? And um, let me hear some. Let me hear some of the strippers' names, stage names. Let me hear some of them. Where there's always a crystal. Of course there is. Um, Spelling. There's always uh, an angel. Yep. There's always nice names. Sapphire. uh, Did you have a sapphire? No, no sapphire. And then like Um, Tina. (laughs) Tina. There's only one girl keeping it real. Yeah, like, but that's my name, name. I won't name the club. Okay, but, uh, it rhymes with Set House. Okay, um, all right. I think, I think the Hustler Club. Mm-hmm. And um, they offer lap dances. I got offered a lap dance, and uh, on the clock, and something to go with that lap dance that would make it a little more fun. Well, that sounds. What kind of something? Talking uh, about okay. it. Oh okay. Oh, uh, I, see, I was gone for. That's disappointing. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking oral. I was not thinking uh, cocaine. No, no so that's how, that's how they party at the old ten house. So that's um, weird. So some of the strippers are on drugs then. Yeah, it was like so shocked. Huh. So um, you could get a, a lap dance and cocaine. Yeah. How much? Five fifty. No man, how much cocaine? Five hundred fifty dollars. You got ripped off, bud. For a yeah. lap dance of cocaine? Yeah. Come on, man. You didn't pay that, did you? No, I I kept no. Oh uh, boy, you no, didn't, didn't. You didn't. That's right. Per diem, you got a per diem anyway. You don't need to spend no, that shit on coke and, and strippers. That's ridiculous. Five hundred fifty dollars. I could take you out here to the valley, probably over to the Blue Zebra, get you the same shit for about eighty five dollars. <laughs> right. Did you tell them two for one? Did you tell them you, you were casting anything? Yeah, they, but at the high end club, they're like, yeah, fuck off. Dude. <laughs> they like they already got a job. We've heard it. No, they don't even want to talk to you. You're like, excuse me, excuse me. But if you roll into those clubs where the chicks have bite marks and bruises, they're all about it, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. are, there's yeah. a strip club. Uh, and speaking of Maryland and strip clubs, there's one called Rose's Place too. I have no idea where Rose's Place one is, but they had <laughs> they had uh, two is in the number two. Not they, also. They actually had. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't know there was either. And. And they had pregnant women there. Let's start there. Or That's one pregnant. About. Let's be fair. One pregnant woman right, there. Let's not pluralize that. But the girls. That we know. That was visually noticeable. There could have been one that was with like child. For real pregnant. Not for, like just. For, I don't. Like, like second trimester type shit. Yeah, second. <laughs> not right. third. Yeah, not. This, that I would mean, be ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So, this isn't Lansdowne. This is St. Mary's County. <laughs> So like and but they had to put their own change in the jukebox. There was no DJ. Oh. They had to <laughs> <laughs> oh, really they had to roll over every time and put money in. Yeah, so I'm hoping uh Rose's place one was nicer. But uh, I never you gotta went play to play long one. songs there if you want to do some coke and get a lap dance. Stairway to Heaven place too. was worn the fuck out. 
And here's a, do you go to strip clubs, Eric? No, it's not my scene. Really. But how old are you, though? 20. Have you ever been to one? No, I've never been. All right, when you're 21, you can go at 18, but it's a waste. you got to drink Coca-Cola and water, and, and that's a lot of money. That's why I say it's a waste. Okay. But when you're 21, you go, just take this tip from me, no underwear and a pair of Umbros, <laughs> and get a Life lap lessons, dance. thank it you. Will, it will change your world. All right, I, I will. Just don't fall in love with them. Don't yeah. fucking fall in love with them. Tom, Randy. Yeah, don't fall in love with them. Pair of umbros. Pair of umbros and no underwear. And, and don't take the coke either. Worth. Don't take the don't coke. take the fucking coke. Why should I not take the coke? Well, most likely it's dirty. I mean, other than you shouldn't <laughs> do coke, most likely it's dirty. It's been stepped on. Besides you have the no given, idea yeah. what you're getting. That's really why. It's good to know. So, dude, who was the director of this music video you were working on? Um. Well, I don't want to say yet because it's not out yet. But uh, oh. nobody fucking. Nobody, anybody would recognize. But and who's the, and who who's the artist? Who's who's the video um, for? Oh, you don't want to yeah. say? Yeah, yeah, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, that was exciting. But he's big time. <laughs> but he's huge. Huge. Um, he's a huge so artist. One of the and things so, too. So you caught a cold from a stripper, is what you're telling us? Yeah. You sound stuffed <laughs> you up. Your nose sure is clogged. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't buy, I'm not it. buying the sickness. <laughs> Hey, they got any openings? He sounds at like the coke. I'm telling you, you probably would get if you took their shit. Are there, are there any openings at this job? I think I'd like to work for him. Because it's over. That's how fucking oh. that's how good the job is. That's too bad. Well, could... see, we here at the Crab Feast are all about interviewing everyone from all walks of entertainment, not just comics. A lot of comics have podcasts where it's either just them talking or they interview other comics. Like we want to talk to editors, producers, everybody. What's your reason for you know uprooting yourself and coming all the way out here if you're not from here? Randy's got to, a fucking. To, Randy's got a resume. We yeah. all have a story, so let's hear your resume, Randy. What made you well pack your shit up from UMBC <laughs> and roll all the way across the country? If and I, did you take I seven? Full charge, actually, because he came out here a year before. God. Yeah, but, I, um, I I came yeah. out a year before, and I um I was gonna move to New York where Randy was just doing cocaine. Right. <laughs> Disclaimer: Randy didn't do any cocaine. <laughs> Uh, in New York. Wink, wink. But then I saw, this was like 96. has done cocaine. I, I saw, I had like a steady girlfriend, and I was only 22, and I was scared I was going to get married to her. And then I saw Swingers, and I was like, I got to go to the other coast, not get married, and uh, tear up phone numbers like Vince Vaughn. It didn't work out that way, but at least I didn't get married. Does Vince Vaughn have a podcast right now? <laughs> Fuck no, I don't see uh, him I'm anywhere. I'm not sure. I don't think he does, but. He's never even been to Woodland Hills. Right. He don't Piece of Woodland. shit. <laughs> and what did you, what did you. Did you, what was your? Didn't you have a job over the summer? Where did you work over the summer? I worked landscape. After I graduated from college, I worked landscaping. That's the thing uh, in Maryland. Cutting grass is white a people. Jo- white, white people, people can do cut it. Cut grass. I took a, a I Latina with me back home, and she took photos of white people cutting grass. I was like, <laughs> "You gotta fucking stop that. That's that's what happens here. Like, if it wasn't for grass cutting, I wouldn't have had a summer job for years." White white people work fast. That's food. what high school kids do. You you pay a high school kid to cut your grass. Five years ago, you could have made good money cutting someone's grass and shoveling their here. driveway. No, not out here. <laughs> yeah, on the east coast. Here. Yeah, not mm-hmm. out here. No. Somebody somebody from back home came out to uh, to visit, and they saw like uh, Mexican people working at Taco Bell, and they're like, "Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome! <laughs> Authentic! <laughs> that's like they- that's first just of all, real here. Taco Bell counts as Mexican food in Maryland." <laughs> 
<laughs> I worked at Taco Bell for three days too. In like, uh, did you really? You worked at a Taco Bell in like '91. I've known you for they a just, while. I know that in '91. Huh? Three days, they kept just sending me out to clean the parking lot, and I had like, I had like CP. I was CPR certified. I was like, fuck this. I'm going back to the pool. I, you <laughs> lifeguard? Hell I, yeah. I did. I lifeguard. I lifeguard. Where'd you lifeguard in Maryland? Uh, on Mostly on Navy bases. and at Navy seven, bases? And, yeah, they're pools. They always have pools on Navy yeah, bases. Why the fuck do uh, they... They pay more on Navy bases. They have seals. That's a government job. Why do they job? even need to have a lifeguard there? Because I feel they like need, they could guard themselves. Because they just needed me. And I was there. And I th- and I made like much more money like uh, than I normally would. Military have. lifeguard, man, that's big time. Military jobs are notorious for being. I didn't like, even know they had lifeguard position available for military. They were. some shit new. Right they now. had an Olympic sized pool. You're dude. a four star lifeguard. I think I probably made more then than I do now. <laughs> but no matter what job, <laughs> lifeguarding in the Navy pool. <laughs> but no matter what job I had, people always shout, "You suck." Because what? people people forget being a lifeguard is just like being like a substitute teacher. You just tell people what to do all day. That's it. You hardly ever save anyone. That's it. I lifeguarded too. Have I lifeguarded. Ha- yeah, have you saved? Anyone? I've saved probably three people. Real, um, what? Nate, uh, military personnel. You saved military three? personnel's kids mostly. Oh, okay. Oh. I see. I see. Gotcha. Now, so the fa- families are coming in, hanging out, and you're saving their kids. I saved their kids. You saved people. I've saved people before. I've. uh I've thrown the fucking buoy out, but I've also jumped in, grabbed people, and swam them to the side. My first save, I, like, yelled at the chick. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't swim? I'm going to lose my job. Like, why are you in the pool, bitch? It's in the way pool. Then, like, I sat her out, and then I realized I was a dick. And then I never did that again. I How never, many people? Yeah. I never yelled at anybody after that. I mean, it's fucked up. How many people did you save? I was drunk. What like, do you want from me? fucking with you. What? Oh, like anybody, fake like, drowning? Not, like not not drowning? No one's ever no one's ever fucked with me, and people don't know how to fake drown either. People people who fake drown go help. It's true. Help! There's there's a real panic help! that sets in when someone. But when drowning. people when someone's actually drowning, their head is underwater, and there's terror in their eyes. You know what and, they teach you um, in class? This was crazy to me. But when they um, when you go to um, lifeguard training or whatever the fuck they call that shit. Uh, if a person is grabbing onto you and they're like in a full panic, which they usually are when they're drowning, you actually shove them away from you and you let them drown. You let them go under a little bit <laughs> so that you can then, so they don't bring you down too. Cause Especially then if both they're hot, of you are dead. Because then you can do CPR right, on totally. afterwards. But then you let them go down a little bit, then you get them and you bring them in so that both of you aren't killed. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Like you could tread right in front of them and be like, I'm just going to wait till you go under and start gagging on that shit. And then I think I'm going to get you. They they teach you how to do all types of shit with like multiple drownings because like if two people are drowning they'll like grab the fucking hold of each other. They will. It's a mess. You don't want to. You don't want to drown. You lose all no. reason. You know where I? If there's one message I have to the kids right now, don't drown. Don't drown. You're better than that. Learn how to swim. Yeah. I, I took uh, my classes, Randy. I took my classes, my lifeguard training at the uh, YMCA right there on Rolling Road by UMBC. Get the That's fuck where out I got certified here. in that pool right there, man. It is a small Catonsville. UMBC, Randy, is going to be on 60 Minutes next week. For what? For what? Uh, a school that doesn't discriminate against what? foreigners. Well, what did they, what's the nickname for UMBC? You must be Chinese. You must be And I'm Chinese. sure that's what 2020 will point out exactly. immediately. That's going to be set And they'll set probably the even slant their eyes with their fingers. That's and good journalism. As they say it. That's good journalism. Racist fucking 60 Minutes. 
Yeah, um, I, Andy I, Rooney I actually. I lifeguarded at the uh, the Forest Motel. You ever been there? The Forest Motel on Route 40 across from the Enchanted Forest. No. Yeah, man, I was there for two summers. You know where I fucking you know where I lifeguarded in Baltimore City was the Holiday Inn. Uh, this or or something like that. The Bert, the one right behind Camden Yards. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Really? And like city kids would come in, and uh, like city kids who weren't they didn't stay at the hotel, but they wanted to swim anyways. This kid, four kids came up. It was like the fucking kids from the wire. Comes up, he's like, "Hey, I want to tell you a secret." And I'm like, "What?" He fucking full on swings at me, takes a punch at me. He's like eight, probably. He was, yeah. and I, but he already had a good punch, better punch than I yep. still have. Still. And <laughs> I fucking I get out of the way, and then he, they all jump in the pool. And then get out and run away. Like, that was their fun swim time. That was it. Like, let's go they punch to, lifeguard in the face. They had to get a fucking a felony. Or like, if they would have connected, just to do that. Once a rough city. And one time they just brought a fucking dead snake in my pool. And they were like, hey, pool. we got a dead snake. They threw it in the pool at the Holiday Inn. <laughs> it, was, it, was a hor- it was a horrible job. Not because of that. That was the least of my problems. It was a horrible job because, like, all these fucking white trash thought they were big spenders staying in the city, and they'd come right. down to the pool, and if I told them not to do something like drink a beer at the pool, they would go fucking ape shit and yell at me. Like, you know I'm paying $89 a fucking night yeah, for yeah, this yeah. shit? Yeah, they would go off on me, yeah. and I was miserable, I don't blame and I quit. Them. I don't blame them. I'd never quit that job now. Uh, I guess that means we're taking a break, Randy. Can you hold on? I'm holding. All right, buddy. I don't know who this is, but deal with it. We have Dinosaur Jr. on the radio. I'm very happy with that. Eric just told us he had the McRib for the first time. It was and, awful. And uh, he says awful. And, it is awful. And uh, we just like to say here at the Crab Feast Podcast, don't get the McRib. I mean, just because it's here doesn't mean you have to have it. Ocean City, Maryland, Ryan. Do you know what special thing they feature at McDonald's in Ocean City, Maryland? Take a guess. It's pretty easy, actually. Crab cakes. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Really? Yeah, they Get do. Get the fuck out of Ocean here. Ocean City, Maryland. <laughs> I learned something new on the crab feast tonight. Crab case. Two for like $3. Come on. Swear to God. Imitation crab meat. <laughs> real. I mean, come for on. real. It tastes a lot like the McRib. 
But it's a crab cake. This one sucks. A Mick crab cake <laughs> yeah. for real? They have it there. Or they had it there in 1992. This particular franchise had it. I don't remember ever a crab cake at the uh, any McDonald's. Well, I never had it. I just saw the sign. We That's can all fun. dream. I mean... <laughs> I'm upset right now. I, feel, that's like, your I dream. feel like part of my youth slipped away I think right that, in front that's, of me. That's a uh, never-quoted part of Dr. King's speech. He wanted crab cakes. Yeah. At McDonald's. At McDonald's. At McDonald's. And <laughs> damn if they weren't there at some point. I'm a big fan of the Utz crab chips, though. Yeah, Utz, Utz potato chips. And I'm not even a real big snack fan, but Utz 100% mm. hands down has got it on. I'll tell you who else. Here's the Maryland, regional Maryland food I thoroughly enjoy that you cannot get in California as of 2011. Utz potato chips, absolutely 100%. Martin's potato rolls. You ever have Martin's Never potato had rolls, it. Randy? Never had it. Uh, I don't Martin's know, potato maybe. rolls, are br- it's a potato roll, man. It does not crumb. What? You can take it anywhere. We were out oh, drinking one night. My what buddy reached in his pocket and pulled a fucking potato roll out of his pocket. Is that like a, is that like a roll? Is it like Just a, a roll, like a hamburger roll or a dinner roll. They make hamburger buns, dinner on. rolls. It's a hamburger bun made out of potatoes? It's a potato roll, potato, yeah. yeah. I mean, other companies make them. You can find a potato roll out but here. I'm not saying you can't find a potato roll. I'm just saying you can't find motherfucking Martin's potato rolls out here in California. You cannot. Uh, they okay, make what's wrong with this country? Hamburger <laughs> buns. Look them up, full charge. Hamburger buns, hot dog buns. Dinner rolls and bread. I figure out of anybody, you would have the you would have the fucking the way to get the uh, I I do. I, I have people nuggets. send it to me. Ryan has, Ryan gets crab shipped out. I here. I get crab shipped out here every year and do a full on crab feast a couple times a year. I I I have Fadley's crab cake recipe. I call them the panty droppers, and every <laughs> single time I have made a girl the panty droppers, I've got laid off of it. Every single oh, time. Yeah, but, it's in the but, double digits, I will pass it on to anyone every time, that fucking wants it. Every time you make a girl a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you get laid, that's too. Pretty, so, that's pretty true. How good what's are these crabs? The, what's the panty how, how ugly thing? are the girls? Hold on. What's the panty dropper thing? What are you talking about? Fadley's. You know, uh, it's a stand in Lexington Market. They're usually, um, they yeah, usually yeah, yeah. win best crab cake. Uh, it's between okay. them and G&M, really. I really like G&M also, but I have right, Fadley's yeah. recipe. Well, slow it down. We're talking to normal people here. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I forget. Lexington, I forget. Tell them what Lexington Market okay, is. Okay, you're right, 100%. Thank, I'll, thanks I'll, for wrangling I'll tell this you, shit up. I'll tell you what Lexington Market yeah, is. Matt's got a good... <laughs> when, I, when I was on tour last year, I was with... Uh, my girlfriend came to visit me out in, in Maryland, and my parents came to visit me in Baltimore. And my mom goes, Sounds hey... My mom goes, yeah, it's fun already, right? My mom, my mom goes, hey, let's go down to Lexington Market. That's where we used to go when my brother used to go to the hospital up there. So we go down there, and we're just getting closer and closer. And the DVD sales are going, like, through the roof. Bootlegger and bootlegger. And so how do we say this without getting racist? Well, it's, in, it's a predominantly um, rough part of town. Uh, and particularly that place where it happens. The market's not even in a rough part of town, is it? Uh, no, but yeah, like, it is. Have yeah. you been over there lately at it's night? It's aggressive. Go over two o'clock in the morning on the summer. It's aggressive. This was on a Saturday. It was aggressive. aggressive. And uh, I don't know. You guys have seen my ex-girlfriend, right? It doesn't get much. Wh- it doesn't get whiter than her. Mm-mm. Like where is it in Baltimore? Right across from the Civic Center. It's right there. You know right where the what? The, well, they call it the Baltimore Arena now. I still say Civic Center. I used to go watch Skipjacks there all the time. But but for people that don't know what Lexington Market is, before you say it's an open air market uh, where you can go stand to stand and get seafood and you know meat, vegetable, whatever you want, and uh, bootleg DVDs, anything, anything in there. 
And uh, it's, it's, it. it's not far from Camden Yards. It's walking. It's somewhat walking. Yeah, it's definitely walking. Oh, oh, come on, Randy. Oh, the phone's going out. Well, look, all these people from Lexington Market calling in. Like, what the hell are you trying to say? What's that mean? Is someone calling in? Is Someone's calling yeah. him. <laughs> my phone. Oh, okay. Oh. There is something on this line, though. Yeah, there's a green light phone. Oh, well, here. hold on one second. Now. Let's see. All Let's, right. Eric, we're gonna, we got a, we got a call, Randall. Because we might have a call. Oh, now we're it went orange, here. solid orange. Now it was flashing green. All um, right, so. So, got what, what were we talking about? Lexington Market? Lexington Market, what it is. You were there. Oh, yeah, but, like, I don't want to say anymore. We were just uncomfortable there. <laughs> they didn't feel safe in that area because it's aggressive. Uh, but anyway, we loved Thales, it though. We loved it. We just it's left. Awesome. We it's just awesome. left immediately. I love it. I love to feel uncomfortable all the time. I often go back. Yeah, to and, and if you don't want to feel I uncomfortable, like you can go up to Cross Street in Federal Hill. Same type of market, Cross Street Market, and then there's also one in Fells Point called the Broadway Market. But Lexington Market is a damn good. Sure, out. it is. Okay, so where do you get the crab cakes at Lexington Market? Well, the place is called Fadley's, F-A-I-D-L-E-Y, and I believe it's apostrophe S. Uh-huh. Uh, and I somehow, I went trolling the internet I, I, when I uh, worked on this Food Network thing a long time ago. I ended up doing some research, and I found their recipe, and uh, I took it, and I've slightly modified it to my own recipe. So it's basically their mayonnaise with my slight, actually less mayonnaise. And uh, I call him the panty dropper. Secrets out. You call yeah. him the what? The, the panty, panty droppers because he gets laid every time. Why you call him the panty droppers? Because every time you make a girl, you make you look. You get a nice glass of wine and a and, and a Maryland crab cake. So you know, is not some little like crab cake you get at these restaurants. that's like the size of a silver dollar. This shit is like a baseball or a softball. Yeah, yeah. You give a girl one of these who really likes crab a glass of wine. <laughs> Maybe some nice steamed asparagus on the side, buttered you up. Take wine with your crab cakes. Look at that. If, if pussy's involved, I will. Yes. If not, I will have a beer. That's fine. Yeah. And All every right. time you serve them crab that you cook. Not crab that I've cooked. Every time I've served the panty droppers, we have 100% gotten laid. I think we have a call coming in here. We I do think. have a call, Eric, Randy. Town, is that right? And, uh, good to go. And Randy, we have a call here, Randy. Randy, the question is actually for you. Uh, so, so hang in there, buddy. Here we go. Yeah. Jonathan, you're on the air with on the crab crab fees. That's the name of the show. Dude, dude, what the hell are you doing? What's wrong? What happened to give me some skins? You're leaving me for these guys. Oh shit! <laughs> you know what we have here? Don't you have enough? Yeah, Put your own skin in your own skin. Leave us alone. This isn't Jonathan. This is a man named Chris Reiser who used to have a podcast with Randy called "Give Me Some Skins." Oh, uh, oh a Redskins fan. Now he's pissed. Chris, go ahead and say I your see. piece. Go ahead and say your piece, Chris. I guess Chris isn't mad anymore. Chris. Chris. Chris, don't be a bitch. <laughs> Thanks for calling, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Hang up on him. Uh, yeah, man. That sounds like See, a Redskin no fan right up. there, Randy. That, that is, sounds like a Redskin fan, Randy. That is the reason why Randy doesn't do a podcast with him anymore. He doesn't, he doesn't, right. he doesn't really know what he's doing. And I'm, that's why I'm not a Redskin fan, Randy. I'm a Raven fan. Uh-oh. First yeah. chink in the armor. Hmm? I wish I could be, too, but... You can be. No, nah, I can't. You so could. hold on, before before the Ravens yes. started, because they're they're what are they? 1995, six. 1996 is when the Ravens became a football team. Before then, where were you? They were the Cleveland Browns. No, where were you? Where was your heart? The Indiana Indianapolis Colts? No, 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 no. What? No. <clears throat> when the Baltimore Colts left in March of 1984. <laughs> oh, jeez. Can we have some music? I had just. <laughs> oh, I, sure. <laughs> Tell this story. Oh, I guess I don't have sad music. Bummer. Uh, oh well. That's well, okay. just guys. 
This is a sad story. When, Get ready. Uh, when the uh, Baltimore Colts left Baltimore in March of 1984, I had just turned 11 years old. Yeah. I was in my bed. It uh, was a snowy, cold night. Yeah. And I went to sleep, and I remember my dad shook me awake and said, Ryan, Ryan, we don't have a football team anymore. And I was like, what? I mean, I'm 11. I just <laughs> right, turned right, 11. Right. Like That's like somebody waking you up right now and telling you that pizza does not exist anymore. Keep in mind, you're probably in like Baltimore Colt sheets. I was 100% in Colt sheets, like footy pajamas. <laughs> now the you got to get new sheets. Out of, but now i got to get new sheets. <laughs> you don't even have a bank account. And I was supposed to be one of the ball boys for the team that year. And uh, I, I 100% was. I blogged about this, man. I I was a, a blogger for the NFL.com for the Ravens a couple seasons ago, and I talked about this. I, my dad used to take us to Owings Mills all the time to all the practices. And back then, you could actually – there you go. Back then, you could actually um, like work out with the players. It wasn't that whole rope everything off. People were respectful, but you could definitely approach them. I got Raymond Butler's autograph. We threw the ball around. He had suggested it. basically calling plays back. And uh, next thing you know, I started feeding slack to the uh, coach on his headphones, and I was calling some audibles here and there, just a, a couple. And uh, I was set up to be one of the ball boys that season, and then the Mayflower Moving Company, fuck the Mayflower Moving Company. Don't anybody ever you use heard it Mayflower. Here first. You heard it you here, heard here first. first. They should be banned in the state of Maryland. They Isn't going to be a sponsor? Nope. They, they are, they actually. They <laughs> <laughs> they moved in the middle of the night. They snuck the Colts out of town to Indianapolis, and we went without football from 1984 up until 1996. Now, you can keep the sad music going because in 1996 we got the Cleveland Browns. Right? And I wasn't. I wasn't that fired up about it because I could understand how you Cleveland felt for Cleveland. Felt. You felt like Cleveland. wow. You just we just got your team. So I was fired up to have football. But I was not fired up to have someone else's team. We were supposed to get a um, an expansion team. They used to have press conferences all the time. Yeah. Do you know, do you know who it hurts, got? Man. Okay, Baltimore basically mm-hmm. built the modern day football. All right, and they wanted, game they wanted played. Cal Ripken to be uh, nonstop. Were the, they were the forefront of modern day football. It's not even an argument. Every Any person that even knows football will tell you that much. They tried to tell us that we couldn't support a team because the Redskins were down the street, even though we had done it all these years. Tagliabue <laughs> told us, take your money and build a museum. Well, go fuck yourself, Paul Tagliabue, because we won a Super Bowl in 2000. But anyway, we got the damn Ravens in 96, and I was fired up to get them, but I was not fired up the way we got them. I, was, I wanted to have one of the expansion you teams. You didn't want it like that. No, but you know who got the expansion teams? Jacksonville, Florida. Let me say that again. Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, and... Carolina got the Panthers. The Rams moved from L.A. to St. Louis. The Cardinals moved from, what, St. Louis to Phoenix. St. Louis was able to get one. So they finally give us one. We get this team. I'm on board, but I'm not fired up. I'm like, it's kind of like, you know, stealing somebody's wife a little bit, whatever. Well, then Art Modell, as much as people hate the guy, did the right thing. this, This is my take on the Ravens coming to town. Let's hear it. The stadium was right down the street from my house, and that's when people started pissing on my row house. <laughs> Coincidence? The football fans? You mean <laughs> yeah. when they played at Memorial Stadium back on 33rd? They'd yes, because they did play there yeah. first. And they just piss on my house. But then they moved them to a new location, no, okay. and they stopped peeing on your house. They did. They but, did. but Modell said, look, you go ahead, city of Cleveland, keep the name, keep the legacy, keep the records, keep everything that happened in Cleveland in Cleveland 
so that Jamal Lewis or Ray Rice doesn't break a Jim Brown running record. Because I hate hearing that shit. Like, oh, when Eddie George eclipsed Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell wasn't a Titan. Earl Campbell yeah. was never a Titan. I'm uh, I'm completely lost. It's okay. Stick point. with me. Randy, so the you point is, anyway, right away the NFL says, don't worry, Cleveland. You're going to get your little precious uh, team in, in three years. And they got them in 1999. And that season we went 8-8. Eight and eight, And the next year we had the greatest defense still in the history of Bam. the entire game. In your and face. won the Super Bowl. Redskins. Now hopefully this is what? a Redskins. You know what's funny? Uh, you, know, hey, Redskin you know what's funny? Somebody else's girlfriend. What's what? that? I said you have no buyer's remorse sleeping with somebody else's girlfriend, knowing. No, because 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 the city of Cleveland got their team, got to keep their name, their colors, their uniforms, their legacy, their records, everything in Cleveland. So it was as if we were a new team in Baltimore. So I don't have buyer's remorse. I didn't. I was. I didn't. I wasn't crazy about the way they got it. But then when the NFL said, "Oh, Cleveland, you can't go without football." Baltimore can from 1984 to 1996, but God forbid Cleveland goes three years without football. Here's here's what's funny. Uh, Randy, Randy left. Uh, give me some skins, but somehow it's fucking back. Our podcast is become... there. It is. Give me some skins. We got a caller right here. Caller, welcome to the Crab Feast. How you doing? Hey, how's it going, man? Good. All right, man. How are you? Oh shit! You know this is this? this is Eric Wendell uh, Eric from. Uh, Wendell. Where are you from, Eric? Where are you from? Uh, I am from uh, Fairfax, Virginia. I went to high school with Randy. Oh, You're not from man. Fairfax. And, and You're from Clifton, dude. Clifton. Clifton. It's not as good. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about, but you know. Eric, I completely fact. forgot about this. We got caught up, and I'm drunk now, but uh, Eric's supposed to review a movie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Eric, what are you Eric. reviewing? Re- reviewing? Um, you know, I haven't seen a lot lately. There hasn't been much worth watching. <laughs> we we, we uh, need I you to make a choice this, here, this man. This starting all fired up, Eric. <laughs> Please don't tell me you're reviewing the, uh, the Ravens. What was last movie you reviewing the Ravens? I'm not a Ravens fan. Um, That's your here we go. I did see. Uh, I did see recently the new JT movie in time. How was that? The what? The what movie? Did you, believe- did you just call the- Justin Timberlake JT? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Do you know Justin Timberlake? I worked with him once. On, uh, on what? <laughs> on uh. So you know, on, on, on his pool, would you work on with him? <laughs> All right, so Eric, uh, how, how was this movie? Here we go. How was this movie, uh, Eric? You know, it, it wasn't too bad. I, I liked it. Uh, I'm an Andrew Nicole fan, and he's the one who wrote and directed it. What and he also wrote he directed and directed Lord of War, which was awesome. You know what's really awesome? Let's talk about what's awesome right now is this Please. current movie review that we're getting right now. <laughs> All right, we can't review the review. Now give him a chance. Tell us about the movie. What happens in this movie? Uh, it takes place in the future. Uh, you only live to be 25 Fuck. unless you are rich and can afford to buy extra life. Okay, and JT is how old in this movie? Uh, he is, I think, almost 26, and he lives day to day having to <laughs> buy uh, time. Man, I'm and so And so how many thumbs up are you giving this movie? You got two. How, uh, many, how many thumbs can you spare on this movie? I give it a couple thumbs up. It's not as good as uh, other stuff, but I mean, there's not a lot of (laughs) A very abstract (laughs) couple thumbs up for, uh, what's the name of this movie? In Time. In Time. uh, Crab Feast. In Time has been out of the theaters for about six months. Crab Feast uh, (laughs) completely endorses this movie. We've never seen it, but our sources say they're good. Uh, Eric, what kind of DVD rentals are we looking at this, this month? 
you know, I haven't been to a blockbuster in years. Uh, you I, I'm Eric, Eric, <laughs> Eric, Eric, hey, Eric next time you call in and lie, just lie and say you saw some shit. All right. (laughs) Thanks for calling in on the dress rehearsal. Uh, (laughs) Go rent the movie. Watch something so we can talk about it next week. What do you recommend? I mean, I watch Boardwalk Empire. There you go. uh, That's a fantastic program. That's the best movie I've ever seen. Wait, that's not a movie, dude. Oh, wait. That's not a movie. But it's Uh, better than Justin Timberlake's. Gosh, you know, yeah, I saw The Eyes of March with George Clooney. uh, (laughs) That was really good. How many thumbs? Uh, that gets as many thumbs up as I can give it because it had a great cast. Man, you can't uh, you can't commit to shit. All right, so um, um, any other questions for Eric? I March. Eric, yeah, I do have a question for you. Where are you right now? Uh, I am in Torrance, California. Oh, okay, you're out here too, then. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah can, he can. I moved out here. He in was, March of 2000. He lived with me and Randy. There's a Mid Atlantic um, movement going on out here. I feel like. Yeah. I went to high school with Randy. I used to live with Full Charge and Randy uh, over in Silver Lake uh, for stop, a little stop while. Bragging. What'd um, you, what are you doing down in Torrance? Well, unfortunately, I just had to move from El Segundo because I had roommate problems. Uh, so now I live in Torrance. Do you want farther south? I just want to tell my favorite uh, memory of uh, Eric. When we were roommates, I walked out. I heard the Soprano. You know when like a DVD gets stuck on the main title page? I heard the beginning of the Soprano song a hundred times. I walked out. It was New Year's Eve. I walked out to turn it off. And Eric Wendell was like drunk and passed out in a full-on suit, shirt tucked in, and everything. <laughs> like just passed out on the floor. He looked like the dad from uh, "You Can't Do This on Television." I'm trying to watch and, uh, Soprano. Wow, yeah, I have no memory of this because you were fucking passed out, drunk, dude. <laughs> wow, well, shocking! No memory. I feel so, like this is uh, what. So real quick, okay. though. About yeah, let's recap that. Later. <laughs> I think our twenty-five listeners are getting bored as shit right about now. We don't have that many, no. <laughs> so, Eric, uh, they're, they're five. They're, they're Eric, racing out to the theater to see in time right now. Any uh, any closing words, Eric? Uh, no, man. Uh, uh, you know, great great uh, podcast so far, and. Uh... <laughs> Uh, let's re- let's review the podcast. I was gonna. I was just getting ready. Wait, to how say many that. thumbs up? How many thumbs did how we many get? Th- how many thumbs? thumbs? What? How many thumbs does this podcast get? Uh, this podcast gets two thumbs up buddy wow a commitment that, is that your a numerical thumb or two thumbs all right two out of two thumbs okay two so all right thanks for calling in eric uh we're gonna get to you next week make sure you watch a movie this week all right dude all yeah, right. do something yeah, I'll, I'll see something love you all right so that fucking segment happens <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's uh that, that that's like our only segment we have so far I think it's pretty good. I give it two thumbs up. I give it, I give it a couple. His movie review from a couple of thumbs up. <laughs> Miscellaneous thumbs up. to how many more he fucking had on his damn hands. Then he gave a TV show. Yeah. We got Boardwalk Empire and the movie review. He's we coming. Got. He's coming in. Which I do like. Boardwalk Empire. But that's definitely not a movie. <laughs> this guy's coming in. You're going to love it. I mean, I don't know. You haven't met him yet. But no. Judging I, by I that feel call, like I just did. Man, gonna, I can't you, wait after that call. I can't wait till he comes in. We I mean, we're doing him a disservice. Gam- about his gambling addiction. That's his, why I want. His, his jobs include um, handle, handling baggage for, uh, for what dudes. Delta, yeah, and complaining about Delta that he got laid off. What he's either doing one or the other. Randy, what I don't what gambling addiction does he have? Is he in horses, football, all of it? Poker. Poker, Poker. really? And you say yeah. addiction? Why? How much has he lost? That's what I wanted to ask. Him. Great. All right, we got to have him in. 
There's he a lot of he also gamble. He also Randy tried to make a documentary about him because like ten years ago when the internet was like really starting to catch on, uh, Eric was going out and like just flying girls in that he met on the internet. No, oh, he was ahead of his time. And um, sure, huh? like going out to like uh, where's Afro Man from? Palmdale. Yeah, like, like there was like girls he was going. <laughs> he briefly Man. dated Afro Man. Now, now, now you see him in from Palmdale. Now you see how my brain works. Oh, what a hang glider! What was he bringing him down from Palmdale on? <laughs> <laughs> That's an hour from here. If you don't have a car to come down, bitch, then you don't need to be coming down from Palmdale. I feel like everybody always had kids, and it was it was uh, it was going to be a good documentary, but then it just never panned out. So maybe we can get back into that. Uh, maybe let's we'll start, have let's them push them into a poker tournament and watch them unravel. Yeah. Um, yeah again. All right. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Please. How long have you guys been doing stand-up for? Oh, just like 13 years. Oh, that's all? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's about right. I feel like it's going to take 14, off soon. 13 years, you know I mean? 14 years, nine, 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 yeah. 12 years, 13 years, something like that. Randy, uh, Randy's never started. So Randy's never not started. a stand-up comic. Boom, yeah. zero. I'm sorry. It shows. I mean, I'm sorry. Okay, no, I mean, there he goes. Thirteen years is a long time. Have you? <laughs> what? Like, was there ever a point you wanted to quit? I mean, how did that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah on yeah, Saturday, yeah. I wanted to quit just, on Saturday at the Sog Fest. Yeah, no, I. Uh, <laughs> After I watched Matt on stage at the Sog Fest, <laughs> I was it was a double. It was a double suicide. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, uh, but as long as I keep working, I keep going. So that's that. There's never been a lull where you didn't work. Like, I mean, there's got to be periods like not for guys. like yes, not for like. Seven years, so yeah, seven years ago, yeah, but uh, it's it's a shit living. I mean, I think about quitting. It all pays. The time. No, it pays absolutely nothing. Go to the world famous Hollywood Improv on a Saturday night. Do you know what it pays? What's I, your, I, well, all right, what would your guess be? What a club pays? Oh, well, you made it sounds. I'll go one hundred and fifty dollars. Thirteen. <laughs> it doesn't pay thirteen. Thirteen dollars. It does, and it's it like does. one of the hardest. And during clubs a week, it's like what eight. Uh, yeah, and it's like well, one of the hardest back. clubs in the so world why to get do into. Do it because it's, it's a passionate. You know what? It's they funny. call you and you go, yeah, yeah, and then you just and do you it. love you 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 do because you love it. Yeah, and and when I was twenty years old, if somebody would have told me I would do this for eight dollars, I would have been like, fuck you to your face. And, and I'm not. It also I mean, gets I, you to I, the point where you don't have a job, and then when someone calls you, you're like, "Yeah, I don't have a job." I'll and plus, their do argument it. is this: like, you can get up here and be discovered. It's happened enough that. You know, it's happened enough times that we can pay you eight dollars. So there, well, if you don't want to do it, there's five hundred other dudes or chicks out there that'll step over you to get that. The, the truth is, spot. like one time I played there, and I was like even like seriously homeless at at the time because of stand up comedy. He's lived on my couch. Yeah, and uh, but I went in there. I'm like, fuck it, I'm booked. I'm gonna go. Even drove down from San Francisco, and that's the night I met uh, Daniel Tosh, and then I made I made some good money off mm-hmm. opening for him, and pretty much got my half hour special because of that. And it's because of shit like that, but uh, but you know that's the main reason why you do it. That's it because you don't know what's. Gonna I mean, happen. you listen to Stern talk about when all these comics die, Geraldo Hebert. They don't have any money. They have no money. You got to do a benefit. You've got, you do, and you also have to get on. These days, you have to get on TV or in the movies to make your money. You're not going to make your money unknown on that stage. You're not going to make enough money to to do anything. So do you guys have like your day jobs, you know, your uh I don't. You don't. So how do Be- you I mean, well because you- I opened up for Daniel Tosh for years. But I mean prior to that. 
Prior to that, day job. Yeah. Okay. Day yeah. Job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I still, I write. I just got hired for a writing job. So I write scripts. I write anytime I can. I come in and produce stuff, comedy stuff, whatever I can. I write shorts, all that stuff. You, you go know, on auditions. You do all that shit. It's not, I mean, being a comic means having a podcast. It means having a face, two <laughs> Facebook pages, a website, an IMDb page, uh, commercial auditions, theatrical auditions. Uh, blah 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 blah. That's what being a uh, word. You have to learn WordPress for your. It's like man, I just want to write <laughs> jokes. I don't even know. You know, it takes away from all that stuff. But that's what being a comic is today. It's not going out on the road and building your audience like it was before. Because now you can have a YouTube video, one video that'll put you into the upper echelon, and then next thing you know, you're headlining clubs. It's so hopefully, uh, one of us will vomit during this podcast, and then it can be a YouTube clip. And then there, and we then go. we can fucking headline theaters. That's why we're drinking so much. Um, and I think that's going to do it for us. And I'm going to chalk this up as a W. That's I give w. it Eric many, many thumbs tie. up. Thank you very much, uh, Eric. Uh, Randy Bobbitt. Tie after Yo. I thanked him, but that's, that's fine. That's, that's fine. fine. I'll take a push. Uh, I'll take a push. Randy, we'll, we'll have push. you. We'll have you in here you next week. Cover next week. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, Jeff and Steve. And good night. We'll talk to you later. Later. Those are the two guys that are listening. If you didn't get that. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching.